0: It is another night. It is another Suns victory. Welcome to the Suns Jam Session podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. And welcome to the podcast, Matthew. How are you doing this evening, my man?
1: Good. That's how you draw it up. Right. Right, John. That's exactly how the Suns play. You know, just last five minutes, just figure it out and hope to God cross your fingers. They miss some shots. So the X's and
0: O's when you put them on the board and you're trying to figure out what needs to be figured out in the last five minutes. The Suns figured it out. It's kind of interesting how over the past two weeks, it's been almost the same narrative over and over again with the Phoenix Suns. They build up a big lead. They kind of piss it away a little bit uh, in the third quarter. The fourth quarter, all of a sudden, it's nearly tied. And then the last three to four minutes, they ultimately are the team that comes out victorious and win the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything else, right? And especially you got a great game from Devin Booker, who scored 35 points two nights ago, but then was actually questioned last game. Can he be a leader? Can he be a clutch guy for the Suns? He, he's pretty clutch with that layup to really seal the deal tonight, right?
0: Well, and I know that I'm one of the ones who was questioning him because I was <laughs> started to get, you know, when I start looking at those advanced statistics and I see that for clutch time moments, Devin Booker shoot, shooting, what, 27.9% on the year? I was just like, i become one of those Devin doubters. And then what does he do? He comes out tonight against the Chicago yeah. Bulls and simply goes, listen here, Voida, host guy from the Suns Jam Session podcast. S T F U bro. And that's exactly what he did tonight. (laughs) He just told me to shut the fuck up and he can, he reminded us all that he is Devin Armani Booker and he can score when he wants to. And you know, you got to give it to the bulls. They were trying everything to stop Devin Booker and slow him down. They couldn't do it tonight.
1: No, they couldn't. And those jerseys look, I love the bulls jerseys. I do. So simple. 45 is just whoever the hell that was on the team. The best looking jersey ever. I just love it so much. You know who looks good in a Bulls jersey? Probably Mikael Bridges. Oh, don't say that. I'm oh, just joking.
0: Yeah, it would though. That two <laughs> and that five would look no, pretty nice. Like he, he would look, old he Steve like Kerr. He looks Steve like Kerr a bull. He looks like
1: Scottie Pippen, right? That's totally. He, he like. he's
0: our Scottie Pippen. So mm-hmm. don't you say that about Mikael. I know he was absent tonight. <laughs> we barely saw him. Don't you get yeah. say how good he would look in a Bulls jersey? They are they are clean jerseys. I so. <laughs> past trade deadline trade somehow some way Matthew's gonna make it happen well welcome everybody who's joining us live on Facebook YouTube and Twitter and welcome to the sun's jam session podcast before we get started as per usual we're gonna remind everybody to go ahead and follow the show at sun's jam on Instagram Twitter and the Phoenix fans app you can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voiden. and you can follow Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Lucy Make sure if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network that you subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us one of those five-star reviews and leave us one of the reviews. Say whatever you want. Talk about Matthew's affinity for trading people after the trade deadline when it makes absolutely no sense, (laughs) simply because they would look good in the jersey of the opposing team. Go ahead. Leave (laughs) us a comment on that. And again, if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and please hit the thumbs up button. It helps with algorithms, and it lets other Suns fans know where they need to come after Suns games, which is right here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. So, and that being said, it's time to get into everything that went down tonight against the Chicago Bulls. I've got the last one, truly scrumptious, oh. a truly mango oh. scrumptious. Oh, what's, what's this? that, Matthew? That's not water. For those listening, no, Matthew, not Norman, water. Matthew normally it's has hot. like a five-gallon liter of water to get through a podcast, and now <laughs> he's got some... Too. I'm right
1: here for backup just in case it gets a little nasty over here. What is that? My, my pink drink in the dark just chilling. It's a vodka with a little bit of cranberry, a little bit of cran. All right? Cran, no haters vo- out there. Right? I just want a little bit of flavor tonight. And some water in it, you know. Respect. Cheers. It's a Wednesday
0: night, dude. It's a yeah. Wednesday night. All right, cheers if you got them. Let's let's do the Suns fans. on the second night of a back to back your Phoenix Suns are now 2 and 0 in consecutive games back at home and they defeat the Chicago Bulls by a score of 121 to 116 a 5 point victory for the Phoenix Suns great feeling to have them you know go through two crummy teams and win two games but you know what when you're the Phoenix Suns and you're going to get dubs that's the way you do it and you know half the Bulls were out In this game, it felt Mm -hmm. like Matthew and you know, how do you feel about the Suns continually catching teams on nights when they're they just don't have their full lineups because it's happened more times than not. It seems like this season, right?
1: Yeah, it has. And I was actually talking to my friend earlier today. I do have a friend. other than You have a friend? Other than than John, I have. I have. uh, Yeah, I was talking to him and I was like, it kind of sucks. I'd like to see the Suns play a full team for once, but every time they play the Suns the team's like, no, we're going to sit these guys. But I mean, it's it's for real reasons. I don't feel like a lot of these teams are sitting anybody because they're going up against the Suns. and he brought up. Yeah. We're the second best team in the league. Why would anybody rest anybody? So I I was like, okay, that's fine. But I like to see them play a full roster for once. You know, I kind of want to see them go against the best that they have because when it comes in these situations where it's five minutes left and we're always up by two points or four points, I want to see the Suns play against the best guys on the roster. And it hasn't really happened up of late because I know when we went over the second half of the schedule, second half of the season schedule, mm-hmm. you were talking about it's going to get tough. A lot of these games early on in the season, we were kind of lucked out. And it seems like we had the same trend going, right? That's what it That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's
0: kind of like the bu- you know, bubble 2.0. It seems like every time we have to play somebody, a key guy is out where they're resting some people. And you know again, I'm not complaining because the Suns are winning. And they're beating these teams when they should. I mean, if we were sitting here tonight and the Suns had lost to the Bulls, knowing that Zach Levine is out, knowing that uh, Colby White is out, knowing that all their their starters essentially, you know, I think was it three-fifths of their rotation was out tonight. Yeah. It would have been a much different story for the Phoenix Suns and for Suns fans. We'd get a lot of that WTF. You know, like what the actual F is going on if we're losing to these teams when they're coming at us with a not full roster. But you're supposed to beat teams that aren't full, and the Suns are doing so, and they're feasting. As you mentioned, though, as we continue along this path of this, se- this season and this journey that's going to ultimately put us in the playoffs, it would be nice if we played some teams that were at full strength because it truly gives you a test on how and who you are. I mean, think about the Lakers games. I'm happy that they beat the Lakers twice already this season. And when it comes down to a tiebreaker, potentially, which it might not, but who knows? I mean, there's a lot, what, 26, 25 games left in the season. Yeah. And if it comes down to a tiebreaker, the Suns own that tiebreaker over the Lakers because they've won two of the thir- their three meetings. In one meeting, they didn't have Anthony Davis. In the second meeting, they didn't have Anthony Davis or LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So, again, you don't truly know who you are. And aren't battle tested. Now that being said, we played the Bulls tonight, a team that is not destined for greatness. They're a team that is trying to figure out, uh, trying to make the playoffs. Ultimately, ultimately, I mean, they're tenth right now in the Eastern Conference. They're now nineteen and twenty-seven after this evening's affair with the Phoenix Suns. So they're not a team that you need to get battle tested by. But again, yeah. just as the game began, and I heard that both of the, you know, Kobe White and Zach Levine were out. I was just like. Oh, it'd be nice to play against those guys. Cause we mentioned on last night's yeah. podcast, like I like watching Zach Levine play. Don't you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I literally said those same exact words. I want to watch Zach, Le- Zach Levine play. You know, he's not really a winning player yet, but he's fun to watch. So I want to see my other team. Plus when the Suns are playing these teams, you have to think they don't get as up for them. Right. I mean, they, they feel like they can walk through as much as we want to say game planning, hustle, all that, blah, blah, blah it's not really there in their mind to play their best ball. That's true. I think Booker every night is really trying, but there's other players on the team, of course. Yeah, and we could talk about Aiden maybe being that guy, but... I, it, it's just it's always going to be something in their minds like you know what this is not the best team they come out on the court for jump ball it's like who am i looking at so it does get in their mind a little bit it's kind of like going to work you know and like the hot girl called out for the day it's like what's the point of being at work or the hot guy whatever you guys are into you know what's the point of being at work if you don't have that that sexual tension you know not sure <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to work it's a as great, hard. It's a,
0: it's a great analogy. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I get it. But no, you're right. I mean, you're not n- as engaged, if you will, in your work when you know that you're going there and you, you're not g- going to be allowed to put pet- your best foot forward or provide your best performance because the hot girl or hot guy is not there to watch you do it, I guess. I mean, that's Matthew's <laughs> point. But I, but I get what you're saying. Uh, I'm going to completely pivot right now yeah. and I'm looking at some of the chat yes. and again shout out right. to all the Jamsters who are joining us but the boogie trend says Andre J- Drummond got hurt and then yeah. uh, I- Idlefret says out of topic but Drummond got hurt in his Lakers debut Matthew do you know any more about that or yeah actually Jamsters? I just looked it
1: up too it looks like he's having an x-ray on a toe contusion so X-rays taken. A and Serena contusion. Came, yeah, came back negative. So he'll be back. So, I mean, if you want to talk about him actually being a factor on the Lakers, who knows? Because you won't really know until LeBron 80 gets back. So, I don't know. Until then, the Lakers are going to keep losing. And that's all I care about. But that, yes. actually, they, they probably don't even care about losing right now. They just want to be in the playoffs and they can do what they do. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a... Uh...
0: You know it's a long journey until we hit those playoffs. And it'll be interesting to see what their seed is, considering they are going to continue uh, yeah. to leave or to lose. I'm sorry, but again, uh, Andre Drummond hurt. I mean, Karma, that's what you get, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. I
1: Karma for what?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Not not joining the Suns when I didn't want him yeah. to. Apparently, yeah. um. So let let's go ahead and start talking about the game. Obviously, you know the the yeah. first thing that I noticed in this game against the Chicago bulls tonight was the new Valley presentation. It is no longer yes. Fox sports. Arizona it is now Bally sports, Arizona. What are your thoughts on the new Valley graphics and intro and, and everything. Bally? rally of the Bally Valley.
1: Oh, you know, I don't know. I didn't really watch pregame. So if, did they get rid of the new intro? Did they, I mean, yes. did they have a new intro song. Thank God. I have no. hated that Fox sports intro song for forever. Do you no. like that song? I, I I didn't I mean, love it. I mean, it's not like you listen to it on your Spotify, but I, yeah. just, I can't stand it. I never have. The, That's why I was like, just bring back UPN 45 basketball, the Suns, the best intros, yes. everything about it, the AutoZone commercials, everything was just perfect. Just bring back that in between timeouts. But Valley, I don't know. I didn't really hear their intro song or anything yet, but I like the presentation. On the bottom, you had the scores. So that was kind of cool. I don't think they had it for Fox, Fox Sports, where you can see the scores of the other they, games, yeah. the other things going on. So that was kind of th- cool. I think they had it
0: a little bit. You know, they kind of had like a once every now and then they'd have a scroller on the bottom oh, kind of thing. Now, yeah. I don't know if okay. they did though, now that you mention it. Yeah, I couldn't um, remember.
1: I don't know why. I
0: don't know how much I liked it. Uh, as Thomas Dennett says in the chat, uh, Bally, makers of pinball machines and casinos. I love staying at Bally's. Bally Sportsbook in Vegas is the best sportsbook to go to. Do I have oh, man. to? Yes. Oh, we'll like go. Sunday? When Ashley, Ashley's 21st birthday, I already told Shan. I'm like, listen, Matthew and I are going to be at the sports book of Bally's the whole time. Ooh, like, I'm not going to go gonna hang out with, you, with, with yeah. you bitches. With
1: my nieces yeah, in yeah. Vegas?
0: Well, <laughs> your niece, because uh, Emma's not old enough yet. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like, I think that the presentation, it's something I have to get used to, obviously. And, yeah. you know, nobody likes anything that's new. So I can understand that. But it's still like it felt like the, the the music is gone. That fox sports that you like you don't like yeah. is gone. And now they have like it sounds like two Transformers fucking. Like that's what it kind of sounded <laughs> like. It's like it's it's sounded... hear
1: something like that. So is that the song? I didn't know what that was like. Yeah, that, that that's the
0: song. And I oh, I, I don't know please. how much of a fan of that I was. That
1: laugh crept up on me. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: yeah. Yes, I mean I, I don't know how much of a fan I was of that, but let's see here if I can. Go ahead and pull this up right here. This is UPN. This is what you're talking about, right?
1: This this one, yeah. yeah and then they had UPN the ball that's on it. fire. Yeah. Well, we can't hear the music, but... Oh, you can't hear it? No, I can't hear the music.
0: Oh, Jamsters, I'm sorry. I'm I'm playing it, but...
1: Yeah, but that's the intro that I loved. It was yeah. the best. Everything about that just makes me so happy right now.
0: Yeah, that was, that was great. I, I don't know how much I like it, the new one. Um, the presentation, I'm still learning to like it. Uh, you know, I just, I don't like, and from, this is a, from a design standpoint. The way that we read is left to right, up to down. So all the most important information you need to put on a page or anything, you always put in the lower right hand corner and the scores in the lower left hand corner. So your eyes naturally have to learn to look there because you look you're used to looking kind of in the lower right hand corner. That's why when you watch games that have the the box versus the banner, it'll be in the lower right hand corner or the upper left hand corner because that's how we read naturally. So yeah. having the score kind of down in that area, I just wasn't a fan of that took a little getting used to. Uh, clearly, we're go- we've gone on a tangent. It has nothing to do with the game, but I do think that it's you know it's a new era. It's a new it's a new we are the valley in the valley yeah. now, and you know so so be it. But take that drink, <laughs> yeah, take sorry. that drink, homie. Uh, take that drink. So you know f- the first thing, obviously, that happened early in this game that was kind of that oh shit aha moment was when CP3 had his hand injury, and I was actually kind of surprised that it took uh, the announcers about I don't know seven eight nine. Mm-hmm. 10 possessions to really go, oh, hey, he's hurt. I noticed that yeah. right away. He, he went to go block Vucevic. CP3 hits his hand on him during a block. It's a foul. He's shaking his hand for, like nonstop mm-hmm. for like the next two or three possessions. What went through your mind when you saw that happen?
1: Yo, know, it's scary. I feel like we've had these these times, these certain times in games where, where CP3 looks like he's getting hurt. It's almost like when Booker goes down to the ground, you almost pray. You, like I pray every time nothing happens because he always gets hurt when he goes to the rim, right? So when CP3 does that, it is very scary. I mean, sometimes he doesn't have good games. That's fine. But he is the MVP on this team. So if he goes down, who knows what's going to happen to this team? That's what we cannot lose. I mean, if it were, this, if he were to go down, we would be like the Lakers. We'd be losing games, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think maybe Booker and Aiden, they can pick up a few games without him. But if anything ever happened, I mean, it would be super scary. So, yeah, I mean, it's something that I definitely, my teeth got red. I've, I had the hives. It, it just makes me feel bad. <laughs>
0: You got the hives. Wow. I mean, put some ointment on that and you'll be better. But I think that it's something that obviously all Suns fans, you kind of get a lump in your throat and you get a little bit worried because that is what makes this team goes. And we've been blessed because CP3, I believe, only missed one game and it was a kind of, uh, you know, a hamstring injury. It was a rest game yeah. on a back to back. So when that injury happened and then shortly thereafter, Cameron Payne and, and Javon Carter were playing you're like, okay, how serious is this? Is, is I hope it's not a broken finger or something like that, especially on a shooting hand. But obviously, CP3 comes back in the game and has himself a pretty decent night. Yes. Uh, you know, he had two points in the first half. He ended with 19, and he had 14 total assists. So 19 and 14 for the, po- the point God this evening against the Chicago Bulls. And, you know, he did open the door for Javon Carter to get some minutes early, uh, and he played a little bit late too. What were your thoughts on C4 coming in, getting that playing time and, why do you think it was C four instead of Galloway in this game?
1: Um, I think Galloway. He's definitely had a lot of minutes in the past few games, right? Galloway's playing a lot of minutes, so I think that what what uh, Monty's trying to see is what he has in Carter. You know, it's been how many games since he's played four or five. Yep. It's been a while, so to get these guys back in the lineup to see what they have still, to what see what they can do. I think we know what C four can do, but I think you can see how he's not nervous when he comes back in, but he is absolutely kind of not in the right place at the right time in the beginning. So he needs to get kind of his feet underneath him. I think these minutes just kind of help that in the future. It's kind of like, what do we have in C4 going forward? We know what we have in Galloway is very, very consistent. It's just, he's had so many minutes and we've been very, very happy about that. But also I think there's a lot of C4 fans out there too. When he's out on the court, I'm never, I'm never upset. Of course, I have liked him since the beginning of the year last year, but yep. he's, of course, is just a guy that I think needs to get consistent minutes. Maybe every other game, put him in four or five minutes. That's fine. I think that's all he needs just in case he's needed in crunch time. If someone goes down, something like that were to happen, he can have kind of, a reason if he's in the game like he'll know exactly what to do from the beginning because you can kind of see it's not nervous he's just not really there yet right when he comes back in he kind of has to feel himself for a while
0: yeah it's been a while since he's got consistent minutes and you know he had 13 total minutes this night 0 for 1 for the field uh zero points two defensive rebounds one assist and just pesky on defense and i think that's what you know again as we navigate this part of the schedule monty williams is going to throw some of these weird rotations out there as he just tries to keep guys engaged and guys consistent, you know, Langston Galloway's had the lion's share of the minutes from the two guard position recently. So it's like, you know what? It's a back-to-back. Let's get Langston some rest. Let's get Javon Carter out there. And let's just allow him to get his footing and get him some game time because the guy does work so hard, especially on the defensive end. And I think it was also just a kind of way to have the Phoenix Suns try to disrupt the rhythm of the Chicago Bulls because early their offense and the Phoenix Suns offense, Mm -hmm. both were just unbelievably on fire. You look at the first half, uh, the Suns shot 60% from the field. The... Chicago Bulls shot 44% of the f- from the field, uh, 33 from downtown. The Suns 55 for downtown. So, I mean, the Suns really went off in that first half, scoring 67 points. But in the first quarter, I mean, there were 75 total or 76 total points scored. It was 39 to 37 after one freaking quarter. So I think part of that is is Monty Williams saying, hey, Javon Carter, go in there and just try to disrupt them a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean Javon Carter, he only had like the one assist, but that was something the Suns really focused on. I feel like in the first quarter was moving the ball around. They did a good job. They had twelve assists total in the first quarter, mm-hmm. which was great to see. I mean that's something I feel like we expect now from them. But they had an all around game from a lot of players on the on the on the court. Campaign he came in had seven points, so that was great. But the Bulls, of course, from like the first four or five possessions, I was like. This is going to be a tough game inside, right? They were playing big. You mentioned it before, oh, yeah. odd, and it's just like it was going to be a bummer for the Suns underneath because they had to be they had to play a lot of team defense and team rebounding, and it just wasn't really there for them. Usually, Da tonight just didn't do very well on the boards, but he needed help, and there was just no help. I mean, Cam Johnson, he he's of course learning to be a big guy, right? He's he's trying to be more physical. He cannot get a rebound. If like his life counted on it sometimes like he had a few big ones towards the end of the game, which were great, but he just the balls go right past him. Like he just he can't get the rebound when it's when it's much needed and a lot of second chance points for the Bulls. That's really what kept them in the first and the second quarter. Well, this
0: is a game where I mean where the Bulls just completely and utterly dominated the Boers. The final numbers, the Bulls had 50 rebounds to the Phoenix Suns 32. So out rebounded them by eighteen. You look at the offensive boards; eighteen rebounds offensively for the Chicago Bulls. The Suns had four. The highest rebounder on the team for the Suns was let's see here was it uh, Dario Saric? I think. I mean, well,
1: one time it was Campaign. It
0: was it was, it was <laughs> Dario with five. I mean, okay. and yeah. Campaign, yeah, Campaign had four. Bridges had two. Crowder had three. Ayton had four. Booker had four.
1: Yeah,
0: Paul had three. I mean, so it, it was a team rebounding effort. But I mean, that's that was the strategy tonight for the Chicago Bulls. They decided, listen, a lot of our guys are out, so we're just going to try to go big. And I mean, yeah. look at uh, Thomas S- Sadaransky was their shortest guy out there to start the game, and he's six foot seven. I mean, they just so you knew they were going to out rebound you. You knew that you were going to have to play. Uh, a a different kind of basketball necessarily than you're used to because they were going to get second chance opportunities. And that's ultimately, like you mentioned, kept them in the game because the Suns Suns shot 56% from the field in this game. They shot 44% from downtown and they win the game by a total of five points because of those reasons.
1: Yeah, and does it make you think of... You know the old Suns, the Running Gun Suns, where they just could not grab a defensive rebound. To oh my god, lives. that
0: that was the bane of my existence during the seven seconds or less era. Was yeah. me at bars watching the Suns just going
1: grab <laughs> the fucking rebound because we can never rebound the goddamn ball. <laughs> that was everybody. So it makes me think of that because in the beginning of the season, we actually talked about on the pod how we don't even have to complain about that because we were such a good rebounding team. Now we're playing against bigger teams, and we don't really have that other guy to help Aiton out as much. Team rebounding can go as, just go as far as as it can. You know, you have Crowder in there. Campaign actually, is a, I think, he's a decent rebounder. Um, just other guys that help out that are smaller, but they have to really, really try, really, really focus, put a lot of energy into it, and then get the offense going at the other end. So it takes a lot out of them. So, I mean, I hope this thing's stirred up. I mean, we we don't have anybody yet um, that we, we can sign a buyout guy that can help us down low. So I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But th- it just makes me think, like, is this going to be a big issue? I know the Suns just won, but it is something we've always talked about, right? And I just don't want it to be something in the playoffs where it's like, oh, my God, we cannot get the the defensive rebound. And that's something I didn't think I would have to think about this year.
0: Yeah, but, you know, you look at kind of the the reasoning behind it, I feel, in this game. And it's because the the Chicago Bulls started a team that does two things. One had size and two likes to shoot deep, you know, long balls, you know, whether they're long uh, jumpers or three pointers. They're a team that just doesn't really, you know, attack the interior necessarily. Uh, So you get a lot of those long rebounds. And they go right over like Cam Johnson. Every time he crashes for a rebound, it goes flying over his head. And then what happens? They end up scoring in the paint because we're out of position on those secondary uh, possessions that they, they garner due to those r- offensive rebounds. And yeah. you look at points in the paint, they outscored the Suns 56-44. to 44. So, yeah, it's something that we're going to have to take a look at. You, know, you look at total rebounds in the NBA, and the Phoenix Suns are currently, let's see, let's pull up that stat. Where are you at, Suns? 19th in the NBA in rebounding. And when you get to the playoffs, those are going to be big. You know, you got to have the uh, the ability to rebound. And I think we have some really good guys who can grab the boards. Torrey Craig didn't really have a good night because, again, it was just – you're not going to play a lot of teams in the playoffs that are going to start teams as big as the Bulls did tonight.
1: Yeah, and well, it's funny you mentioned Tori Craig because Markin actually was was going off early. And then Craig came in and I feel like he did a pretty solid job. He neutralized him. him. Right? He really did. And like anytime Markin would actually try to get away from him, he would pop right back up. He was right back in front of him. So that have Craig, if he defensive guy that we knew we were getting, that's what he is. So everything offensively we were getting in the past four or five games is just a real bonus. And he's not that guy to put the ball in his hand, like, all right, do something. He's not an ISO guy. He's not a guy to to run a pick and roll with anybody or get to the rim, really. He can against slower guys, but it's nothing that you have to rely on. You know what? It's like Sarvich from the top of the key can't do too much, but if he's in the right position, he could take advantage. That is exactly what Torrey Craig is. So even if he has off game tonight, his defense was really superb. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, zero points
0: for Torrey Craig, and we're sitting here and being like, you know, good game for Torrey Craig, you know, but you're yeah. right. He he did his best to neutralize Laurie Markkinen, somebody who is definitely an offensive guy, not a defensive guy, and he ended with 16 points and, and 10 rebounds did Markkinen, but it was five for 13 shooting. So again, that team defense, when you look at the box score for the Phoenix Suns and you see that Torrey Craig had zero points and Mikhail Bridges only had six on three of eight shooting, you go, okay. They didn't have great games. But then you look defensively and you go, you know what? They did their best to neutralize those threats and, and force tough shots. Again, what killed us essentially was our interior and a guy who I think it's is definitely um, worthy of receiving the, the Jack Taylor Award for the guy who comes out of nowhere and scores a shit ton of points on you. And the guy who gets that award tonight is Denzel Valentine, number 45, the guy who's got the balls to where Michael Jordan's secondary number when he played for the Chicago <laughs> Bulls. I mean, he, he went off tonight and you know, you're neutralizing the, the marketing and threat. Nikola Vucevic didn't do really much. I mean, he ended with 24 and 10, but it didn't feel like it was an effective 24 and 10. In fact, he shot eight of 18 from the field. So 18 point or uh, 18 uh, shots, 24 points, you know, efficient, but not crazy efficiency for him. Um, but then you have Denzel Valentine, joined the the party coming off the bench has 19 points, uh, three of nine from three. And it felt like he was like 10 for five or 10 for 11, you know?
1: No, I know. And he actually shared the ball too with four assists. So yeah, it's like this guy out there, he's six, four, uh, six, five, whatever. But he seems like he's bigger. I don't know why he seems like he's a bigger player out there on the court. He was just, he was feeling it. And in a lot of these games that the Suns are playing, um against like these these teams that only have their backups in because of injury and all that we're always going to have these guys to come out even if they haven't scored more than two points in the last five or six games come out and just chuck it up there and it's going to go in and that's what a lot of for some reason it's just it happens dude so Suns fans we have to live with that i don't know what it is i don't know what we did in our past life to deserve this but it's something that we really just have to deal with because i'm always looking at these guys i'm like yeah nice number and then they go off so it's mostly my fault i almost bought his jersey online Oh, oh, that would have been fantastic.
0: Well, don't you have a TJ Warren jersey? Just put the do the Sarge treatment. You have right behind you, you have a Dario Sarge jersey that's actually Wait, a Josh is he number Jackson 45? jersey. Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about, for some reason, I thought you were talking about Tory Craig. I'm such an oh, idiot. Oh, no. <laughs> no I was talking about <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Valentine. I actually have a, I have a Michael Jordan 45 jersey around. I think it's on my Junior. mom's house, oh, but I still cool. have it, yeah. Um. here's what I think, though, when it comes to why do I have Jamstar the game up? I'm such a it's The Jack Taylor award we're talking about. Sorry, Jamsters. Uh, uh,
1: there's a lot of confusion going on.
0: Yeah. So, so the Jack Taylor award, though, uh, think about how many people play against the Phoenix Suns and could get, dish out the Jack Taylor award because our bench is so potent you know yes. if, if you're somebody on the other team and you're looking you're like Dario Sarge got 16 on us tonight he scored 20 last night like what the heck you know campaign had nine points but those were really big points that he scored during that stretch and when CP3 was getting his finger looked at and the way that he ran that offense with four rebounds and four assists you know there's a lot we we literally are a team full of Jack Taylors who our bench comes out of nowhere and just can go ape shit on you one night and, you know and this is a night where it was clearly uh, Devin Booker and the starters who held the ground with 16 points from Dario Saric. But we see these, these, uh, Denzel Valentines. We see these guys who were just like, God, is this the sun's luck that some guy comes off the bench and scores 19 yet. We do it ourselves to people all the time. So
1: yeah, we do. and <laughs> even, if you, even if you played Saric back to back nights for the opposing team, the second night, if he would have scored twenty points, he'd be like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just he is that guy. He's like an honorable mention, honorable mention still for six man of the year. I mean, I know he's had that bad stretch, but who does have a bad stretch? He's back, dude. He's killing it, and I'm telling you, like that two man game with him and Chris Paul. Chris Paul like trusts him so much on the court. He really does. Dude, whatever he like. The little, I mean, sometimes Chris Paul might get carried away with the little behind-the-back throws. He had one bad one tonight, but he does that where it's the screen, then then Saric pops, so that's something that Aiton doesn't really do, right? He always just goes to the basket no matter what, or he'll just stand there, but Saric will pop, and then he can shoot the three. He's been lights out from three, but he just trusts him and Sarge together are really fun to watch. They 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 look like they played with each other for like three or four years. Like They just are so comfortable, even though Saric is a bench player, so it's very strange to see.
0: Well, that's a testament to the fact that both are wily veterans, both know how to play the game of basketball and have been in different situations in which they've learned how to play and be and use angles and use uh, technical. I was thinking about today. I'm like, Dario Sarts can sometimes yeah. remind me of uh, like a, a really, really super poor, like not even Walmart, like whatever's below Walmart's version of Tim Duncan, because he's just so technically sound. It doesn't look pretty, just like Tim Duncan never did, but the ball somehow, some way, goes into the hoop. And, you know, I see that we, uh, Son's Dog 24 in the Chest is Sark watch, guys. We definitely yeah. are going to have to make some sort of drop for him. Obviously, we're not going to, you know, give him the Sark watch, but I mean, it's got to be something like, you know, him smoking a cigarette. We'll, we'll do something, but that's a like uh,
1: butt drop or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah the, yeah. the cigarette butt. Whatever know, they call that when the, the girls,
1: like, drop on their. What is that?
0: I don't even know what, what? we're
1: talking about. <laughs> what are we talking From about?
0: the window to the wall? Like no, no like when they fucking... when
1: they drop down, you know, their butt almost touches the ground, but it doesn't and they can hold never mind.
0: I love this. There's somebody in the chat who just keeps saying sun suck. You well, know what? He or she That's is awesome. totally right. Yes, there you, you, you we're correct. You're correct. We've won zero championships, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. You know, it, it, whatever you got to do to come and, and make yourself yeah. feel better after the Suns win to let us know that we suck. Fantastic. Yeah, we, we do. We're not, we're not any good. So, oh, sorry. Uh, but again, you know, Dario Sarch, a fantastic game. Again, it's nice to see him come in back to back games in two games. He scored a total of 36 points and really did a good job of assisting the Suns get this dub over the, uh, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Devin Booker, real quick, you know, fantastic night, 45 points. And I know we're going to break this down and talk about this, but you know, I asked the question on Twitter Can we stop with the Booker two for one long bombs at the end of quarters, man? Can we just like <laughs> retire that already?
1: Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, I don't think he really hit a lot. Maybe he hit two this year, right? But I was, I, it's funny you bring that up because I was watching the Celtics and the Mavericks before this game, and I swear, Doncic just does that all game long. He shoots those all the time and he is so terrible from that distance it's almost very very frustrating if i was a mavericks fan to watch that constantly i'm just like there's no reason for it i mean booker i mean if he has the energy yeah get to the rim dude you're so much better in that area just like in the third quarter when he went off tonight it was six from seven and all of them were in the three underneath the three-point line like it was all in the paint all right there in his area that's where he is and i i mean if he makes it then we're like god damn Booker is great. If he swishes it, just like when Donch does, like, god damn, Donch is great fucking basket, but it mm-hmm. just it rarely happens. It's a waste of basket, I think. Just take a good shot. Don't even do the two-for-one. I've yeah. always been a two-for-one guy, but... But it's, it's the way you way, don't take don't do the
0: two-for-one, though. Exactly, you don't need to show yeah. throw up a 40-footer just to get two-for-one. You need to have the yeah. ability to run some sense of an offensive set in a timely fashion to ensure that you get a good shot and you get a, the last shot as well, and I think that you know, again, he's made one or two. So therefore it's, uh, you know, it's something that people like. Um, but I just, I'm not one of the fans of it. And I just want to give a shout out, uh, real quick. Let's see. Um, Walter Lazo in the chat, he blocked the guy who was trolling in the chat, Walter, you to real MVP and Johnny go. I think you nailed it, man. Dario caught the smoke break the smoke break that's perfect oh man that is perfect k, the
1: back of a circle k with yes. Dario behind it with a sig
0: yes and oh yes. my god yeah johnny go we're going to give you a shout out uh, <laughs> on twitter for that that is fantastic <laughs> a
1: sleeping bag. I, I love the roll it rolled
0: out <laughs> i just love it you know he's the starts <laughs> the guy whenever you go to circle k's on the side of circle k just having a a parliament and just kind of you know be like hey man
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you him. give me
0: another pack of siggies i love it absolutely love All right. it so we'll do it do it do it to it. So, but again, I think we can retire the 2 for 1 for Booker's uh from uh you know half court. But again, what a fantastic game for Devin Booker. 45 points on 24 total shots. He went 17 for 24, 9 for 10 from the free throw line, 2 for 5 from deep. So, you know, we've talked about that, Matthew. I'm okay when Devin Booker shoots like 3 to 5 three-pointers. We know that yes. he doesn't have the ability to hit a ton of threes so he shouldn't take a ton of threes and I think even last night he ended up I think he was two for seven or two for eight uh you know three or two for five that's right in his wheelhouse he had four rebounds four assists uh the five turnovers is kind of what happens when Booker's usage rate is that high uh but what did you see from Devin Armani Booker the guy who scored 45 just to to tell Denzel Valentine I'm gonna score your jersey number bro
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's perfect, right? I don't like how that worked out, dude. I yes, love the sir. number 45, man. But uh when he scored, when he hit 36 in the third quarter, I was like, 36. I honestly did not know. It was so efficient and smooth for Booker. I didn't even know he had 21 attempts going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like that was insane to me. I didn't even think he actually had that many attempts. So For Booker, it's just that's natural for him. I think that for for Booker, you want him to like get to the rim, get under the three point uh, line, and just, you know, hit those little jumpers. That's what he did tonight. That's what I love to see, you know. And it's, uh, you said it perfectly like three to five three point attempts, nothing more, nothing more necessary, unless you're tired, unless it's a back to back. Maybe try to get the three going, but it hasn't been going. So do what you did tonight. I mean, we don't want you to score 45 points always. I mean, he had 35 points or what, 32 points the other night, two nights ago. So, I mean, he he can put up those numbers easily. That's why tonight I was so surprised. I'm like, he's sitting at 36 points in the third quarter? I'm like, was I on the phone for the first quarter not paying attention? What was going on?
0: (laughs) No, I mean, he had 13 points in the first quarter. And again, you know, did so in that smooth Devin Booker. Uh, it's very easy and efficient fashion. And and I love the fact that he tuned in last night, listened to the Suns Jam Session podcast, and took the advice of one Matthew Lissy. He's like, listen, I need to stop shooting the threes. I need to start working on that mid-range game. And that's where I'm most effective. And guess what? That's what he ended up doing in the game. And it made him a more efficient score. And he ends with 45. His most uh, points this year, I think he had 43 against the Minnesota Timberwolves earlier this season. So, you know, kudos to, to Big Dick Book tonight. Come out and and slanging it all over the court man
1: slap it down
0: slap it down big dick book well played sir uh you know i think we've got what we're 36 minutes into the podcast i think it's about time that we make the drop that everyone came here for watch
1: 2021
0: Oh yeah. It's eight and watch time. It's not the smoke break. It's eight and watch time. Matthew, what did you see from Deandre tonight? A night when you knew that he was going to have a tough one, one going against Vucevic and two going against a team that was just really big.
1: Oh man. I don't know. I thought DA played really good defense against Vucevic. There was one thing I noticed though that he was doing. He got called for a foul when he was trying to box out Vucevic. It was like basically on the three point line where he was trying to deny him the ball. And he got called for a foul, and then he did it again, but he got the turnover that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hell, hell yeah, DA. But then he went to the bench, and Monty Williams pulled him aside. They were talking before he went to the bench, and he was he was saying something, and it looked like it was kind of like, hey, don't do that because we're not looking for you to foul out. So just play him ball up. You can guard him if he grabs the ball. Just make it a difficult shot. Like We don't want you to get two stupid fouls in a row. Because I thought the second one was exactly like the first one, but they didn't mm-hmm. call it. Yep. So it's like, you didn't and it was a turnover on that play. Exactly. Yeah, but then it could have been a foul. I felt like so we couldn't afford to lose Da tonight. Offensively, nothing was there. He had his opportunity in the third quarter. He really had an opportunity to really extend this lead for the Suns in the third quarter. He dropped the ball a lot. He did. There was yeah. a few passes. He just literally dropped the ball, and I think Mikael Bridges had that really fun thing where he went to the paint and tried to handle the ball off the Da, and he just lost it. So he had his opportunity where we're talking about feeding him last podcast and he really had the opportunity in the third quarter to really extend the lead, do what we were talking about to where he can be that guy to help the Suns when no one else is really scoring just to extend that lead. And that opportunity was there and it just was, it was just lost by him in the third quarter, but the defense was really good tonight by him.
0: Yes, sir. And especially in the last five minutes, I mean, that's where D.A., flexed his muscles, uh, really deterred some shots at the rim and made his impact. But outside of that, as Suns Dog says in the chat, Aiden, nothing memorable tonight. And I agree with that. You know, he didn't really have his offensive game going. Uh, He was getting doubled a lot. I think that because the Chicago Bulls were built tonight to protect the paint, anytime you try to do anything with DA, the guys were just there. It was just it was kind of like a 1987 NBA game where everybody was down the paint uh for the Chicago Bulls so it was really kind of a hard game for him to to navigate you know the final stat line again nothing special for DA he ended with a total of 10 points only four rebounds so 10 4 copy yeah. that Uh, But again, he had two blocks and some really good shot deterrence at the end of the game. And it's funny because right before the game started, we actually put out a a video on our YouTube page. So if you're listening on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, head over to our YouTube page. And we actually take a few plays recently from DeAndre Ayton in the fourth quarter and how the Suns haven't been looking for him. And we analyze kind of some opportunities that the Suns could have because you want to develop DA. You want to give him an opportunity in the fourth quarter to get more touches. His usage rate is something that's Plummeted, or I wouldn't say plummeted, but has definitely or it falls off in the fourth quarter. It's something I tweeted out today where we're talking about how you know in the first quarter he's got a 21.6% usage rate and averages 4.5 points. Uh 17.9 for Q2, 18.2 for Q3. And then his lowest usage rate is in that fourth quarter, 17.5%. And you know, again, that's the design of this offense. If you look at the other centers in the league. And how their usage rate is, and overall, his usage rate is, uh, I believe it's seventeen or eighteen percent, eighteen point three percent. I think overall, as a center, uh, all the other centers in the league, he's he's number thirteen in the league, and uh, to any uh, up against any center who started over twenty five games. And you look at the other names on the list, and it's like Embiid and Jokic and uh, Vucevic is up there, and it's all these guys who the center is the number one option on offense for those guys. He's DeAndre Ayton isn't our number one option. And I think that one thing that we talked about in our, our, our video podcast that we put on our YouTube page is we essentially said, you know, there's opportunity for the Suns to maybe feature him a little bit more and try to get him more touches in an effort to build his confidence, knowing that come playoff time, he's going to need to have some of that confidence that he can score when he needs to in the final five minutes of a game.
1: Yeah, and he just wasn't having it tonight. He didn't really want. I mean, the effort wasn't really there. I, I know we we're talking about good defense. There was good defense when he was on Vucevic, but the rebounding and all that—like he just was not as interested. You can tell he had one really hard, good rebound. Yeah. But other than that, it was not very memorable. So, yeah, the best way to
0: put it. And you know, I, I'll give some of that to the matchup, but again. Mm-hmm you know you like to see him try to fight a little bit harder and i just didn't see the fight yeah. in him tonight and i think a lot of suns there. fans saw the same um what are your thoughts on patrick williams he's the rookie for the uh, chicago bulls he's somebody we did plenty of draft prep last year knowing that mm-hmm. the suns you know picked uh, i believe or what were we number 10 11 12 i don't even remember yeah, jesus
1: he number four, right?
0: yeah he or went number really eight. he or went five. really really high he went early <laughs> let's yeah. go there he went early and i know that you know, you and I were big fans of Devin Vassell from Florida State that the San Antonio Spurs ultimately drafted. Yeah. And we really did a lot of research. We thought he'd be a great fit for the Suns if they chose to go with the wing position. Uh, but in doing so and and researching Devin Vassell, Patrick Williams, I think, is somebody we both fell in love with. Uh, how, how did you think he played tonight? And do you think that, you know, kind, kind of what do you think his future is in the NBA? Because he's somebody I enjoyed watching him play tonight
1: yeah you enjoy he just does a lot right he's very athletic just very fun to watch he's not really anything yet if that makes any sense he's just so young and so raw right now to where the bulls they're trying to put this team together he's like a perfect guy to go along levine and vucevic if vucevic even stays there i mean he's already 30 years old who knows what's going to happen with that but he's a he's a great guy for the timeline in a way where he's green he's not like josh jackson where you know that josh jackson was very green and you thought his athleticism would carry him that's not the case with him. It, this is a guy where it might carry him and he's he you could tell he's a real competitor he's a guy out there that's actually gonna play every every possession like it's his last so you want to see that in a young guy so he's very promising i mean he's not going to be a rookie of the year candidate but i do like what i, I just from body language just Watching him, I think he's going to be great. Not like maybe not an all star, who knows? But I think he's a fun player to watch.
0: He's definitely somebody you need to have on your team when the team does get good. You know, the Bulls have a way to go. The Bulls have a way to go, but when they are good and they're clicking, he's going to be a, a big part of that. I don't think he's going to be your number two scoring option, but he's definitely somebody who could be a number three scoring option. They have him listed listed as a power forward, and he's six foot seven. Uh, I don't know if that's going to last, uh, but I think his game is more of a a three overall. Uh, the thing that I feel bad for him is he was number nine all season until Vucevic showed up. So now he's number 44 because Vuce came and is like, yo, I want number nine, bro. So I feel yeah. bad for him. But but I really think that he's somebody who uh, the Bulls got a good draft pick there. It'll be interesting to see how his game develops. He could obviously do a little bit more on the defensive end, but did still play some pretty good defense tonight.
1: Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, the whole number thing must suck. But 44 actually looks good. Yes. Maybe it doesn't fit him. But number nine was a good number for him. Then I'm glad you brought that up because it looked like a number he should wear. It's like a slender number. Still kind of thick. But I mean, it fit his body well if that makes any sense. <laughs> I'm glad I went into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get on the Suns Jam Session Podcast. You get exactly how uniform numbers look on players and what Matthew thinks of them. Uh, exactly. Obviously, number 44, Paul Westfall for the Phoenix Suns, one of the greatest ones to ever wear it. So uh, you know, maybe, they, maybe it was a nod to him.
1: Jam, star of the game.
0: All right, Jamsters. This is your reminder to go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. If you're listening on the Bryce and Sun Podcast Network, and if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button and subscribe as well, and let your friends know. Let your friends know what the best podcast yeah, to watch start after a game it. is. Let's go grab let let some lunch. And
1: talk about the Suns Jam. I was actually at um, Safeway today. And I was walking with my friend to grab a coffee, and you uh, hang out with this friend a lot, Matthew. It's a different friend. I actually have two friends, but one has to be my friend because he works with me. So I'm like, let's go get a coffee. So coworker bullying him around, yeah. But um, anyway, we're walking next to a guy at the sunset, and he was like, I wonder if he's a jamster. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I never think about that. I wonder if he watches <laughs> the pod. And he's a jamster. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what your that's what your friend
1: said. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. And somebody said it earlier. Somebody said it earlier in the chat. They said, uh. Matthew, they want to buy your hat.
1: Yeah, you know what? I really love this hat, dude. I've never seen anything like it since. Is
0: that the one you got at Chandler Mall?
1: It is. Yeah.
0: What what store? That wasn't in Lids, was it?
1: It was Lids. No, no, it was Hat Club. It was Hat, hat Club?
0: Club. Yeah, yep. I, I got mine, which nobody has said. Yo, Voida, I want that. Well, they one. have.
1: They have. It's just we got some someone else new in here. I think that just saw the hat. So.
0: Oh, gotcha. Well, this one I got from it's. Four, I got it online. It's like everyone four-
1: compliments you all the time, John. <laughs> no one ever compliments me i, I, yeah, right. I i'm such a narcissist
0: <laughs> um but it is that time for the, for the jam star of the game uh looking at the chat you know kudos to everybody who's in there let's see here uh we've got jay pizzle gives it to book walter Lazo says jam star booker no doubt uh somebody said earlier chris paul for helping up that ref good call there wait yeah, that, you know like three minutes left in the game he helps him up you know and maybe we got a couple calls from that uh code gives it to <laughs> sarit uh, Khalid says <laughs> yeah. Fussberg Booker second CP three and in third place, Dario. So he's giving us a win place show on that. Um, Khalid wants to buy my hat now. So yeah, uh, you're right there. Now I feel better about myself, a uh, CP three jam star for helping the ref in the fourth quarter. He Nathaniel Darius, Uh Booker easily for Mario Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew, you're getting it. So, okay. uh, you, you are the, you are the real MVP. Super Dario for Ricky Marathi, uh, DA from humble rumble. Um, and you have Book and Kendall sitting in a tree from Thomas Dennett. So, so it's, old always, school, right? it's, it's always cool, right? It's always great seeing they probably all that. I our- do sit
1: in a tree, man. That seems like something they would do.
0: Yeah, when they go up to Sedona on their long rides, it's probably like, yo, this is a good opportunity to go sit in a tree. So who is your jam star <laughs> of the game,
1: Matthew? <laughs> Um, oh man it has to be Booker I feel like so many times we do this award and we don't give him like the proper recognition that he needs but tonight he earned it because he was just so consistent on his shot of course uh, efficiency was very high that's something that Book kind of lost in the last few games right where he just he wasn't as efficient and we use I use that word so many times with DA but that in, in Book Book has always been an efficient scorer tonight it was back he he made the smart plays and what I love from him he, he finished the third quarter done a great job from shooting the ball <laughs> And he, uh, he still passed it up, got the hockey assist to like really end the third quarter. So it's like he, instead of looking for that ugly shot to end the third – He passed it around, got Cam Johnson a three-pointer. That was really a good spot for Book to be in because I was like, oh, I thought he was just going to shoot the ball because he's so hot right now in the third quarter, but he didn't. He doesn't lose track Mm -hmm. of getting his teammates involved. That's the difference between this year's Book and two years ago Book. He's going to play team ball, and uh, that's why he's the jam star of the game tonight.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was just so unbelievably and utterly efficient in this game. Like you said, it was so easy for him. You didn't realize what was happening. Those are the funnest games when he just comes in, hits the mid-range, doesn't do too much whining, doesn't shoot a bunch of threes. It gets to the, gets to the rim, gets a couple calls and just, you know, pours it in and, you know, 45 points and a victory is something that in the past we didn't necessarily see. It was always 45 and an L so 45 and a dub, give it up to your jam star of the game. And that is one Mr. Devin Armani Booker uh, on this, the last day of March. Wow. April starts tomorrow. April falls tomorrow. Oh man. I'm going to have to deal with that at work.
1: Guess
0: what? All right. So guess what? We asked some questions prior to this game on our last podcast. The first one was over under 27 points for Vucevic. I think we both said under, correct? Yes, we did. We were, both, we we were did. both correct. He scored a total of 24 points. We said, who's going to win, the Suns or the Bulls? We both Suns. said Suns. So that puts me at 19 and 12 which is uh, 1912. That is Arizona state year, right? Yeah. November 14th or uh, February 14th, 1912 Matthews 22 and nine. So I still can't catch them. Jamsters I'm trying, but you know what? He keeps picking the Suns to win. And you know what? The Suns keep winning. What are they in their last 32?
1: I think they're like 26 and six, dude. It's insane. It's insane. It's like, it's so funny. Look at those losses we would get so upset about early on. And it's like, and all the winning in between. Yeah.
0: I mean, this team was eight and eight, they're now 33 and 14. If math serves me correctly, that's twenty-five and six. I think that's what that is. Yeah. But still, I mean, what an unbelievable run! What a fun time to be a Suns fan right now. And we're gonna, you know, up next we have the the Oklahoma City Thunder on Friday night, Matthew. Uh, the first question I have relative to this game: Can you name a player from the Thunder starting lineup? Oh, <laughs>
1: I spell from wrong.
0: <laughs> can you? This is what happens when I let Matthew type the things in. Can you name a player form the <laughs> yeah. Thunder starting lineup in tonight's game?
1: I can't because all my favorite players are out and injured, dude. This whole half of the team is gone. They're not even there. So I try to actually look at their starting lineup and I still can't make out what their names say.
0: <laughs> that's gonna it's gonna be interesting when we play them. I mean, uh, you know, they're a team that's 19 and 27, very similar record, the the than the Chicago Bulls. Uh they're a team, they have what, 34 picks in the next seven years. Like their whole game plan is to have all picks. Like I think they're, they're like, listen, no other team can get better if we literally draft everybody.
1: Yeah. But they're also, it's like, do they tank or not? I like how like they still played hard, dude. They're just such a well-managed team. Well coached team where they play hard every game. They just beat the Raptors tonight with this random squad. So it's just, it's like the opposite of what the Suns used to do. It's like, they would sit everybody, everyone's injured, but then <laughs> the whole Columbus City Thunder come out and they still will pass. So it's just, you can't contain them, man. You don't know what to expect with this team.
0: No, for real, let's see. Here, here's their starting lineup tonight. Kenrich Williams, I have no idea who that is. Isaiah Roby, heard the name, no idea who he is. Moses Brown, Svi Miklachuk, <laughs> wow, Svi. The guy's first name is Svi, S-V-I, and, Josh, and, and Theo Malden. They have Josh Hall, Justin Jackson, I know. Tony Bradley, I know. And Darius Miller, I don't know who that is. Ty Jerome's still on the team. He did not play tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> Holy they're all. shit. I don't know no any Poku of these either. guys, dude. No Poku either. They're a draft pick. Was, yeah, like, no, 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 no
0: Poku. You? No <laughs> Dort. Is Dort
1: still there? Um, He is actually... Yeah, he is, but he's out. He actually is out... Um what does he have he had day-to-day concussion um al horford out cuz he's just not he's at home he doesn't want to play anymore shade yeah. gilgers alexander's out so it's like you know and they're still winning they can well, still beat like, anybody it's like
0: Code says in the chat they had seven guys in double figures tonight 10 17 20 22 11 12 11 they're a team that looks like they're going to be yeah Code says they're skilled prospects so it's one of those teams you can't you can't uh you can't sleep on a sun yeah. Dog says it just yeah. smells like a trap to me. John, pick the Thunder to gain a game on Matt. Uh-oh. Uh oh, Mac. What, what do you call those things? Not trap oh, games, it's, but
1: uh, not a trap game. It's a. Uh, oh, I even forgot. I forgot it, man. I should have oh. copyrighted it.
0: Yeah, you really should have. It was like a sleep game. I don't know, man. This is uh, a <laughs> man. That's gonna be a crazy game. Who oh, you got oh, in we this go. game, man?
1: I love it when it gets to this point in the pod where John, you just start thinking like. I don't well, know. look at K- Khalid yes, says, do.
0: "Matt, I'll pay you twenty dollars on PayPal if you choose the OKC Thunder for the game on Friday." Everyone's rooting for me to at least try to catch you, man. I love <laughs> yeah, that. You're
1: just talking about no compliments. <laughs> Everyone wants you to beat me in the race. <laughs> they just want <laughs> me to catch you. They see me every night yeah, having to struggle true, right?
0: with, I, like, should I pick the Thunder here simply because I want a game on <laughs> game on Matthew? Because Matthew's probably going to pick the Suns, <laughs> like a
1: prick? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Suns, dude. You I don't son like, I bitch. don't like money, so not a big fan of money look at you yeah
0: i'm gonna pick the suns man i can't pick a team that i don't know one of the players in the starting five you know kudos to the oklahoma city thunder for continuing to surprise people to to defy expectations they did the same thing last year when chris paul went there they thought it was a dead team in the water chris paul was going there uh they were essentially bringing on the chris paul contract an effort to try to trade it and get assets and next thing you know they started winning they went to i believe game seven against uh who do they play in the play it was the rockets last year they went to game seven against the rockets in the playoffs last year yeah they were a team that had no business being there uh one of uh what's her name sarah dewberry is the person uh who who covers them for their what's the name of their uh sb nation site it's something weird (sighs) Yeah, it's, it's a, always w- w- weird. welcome. Welcome to Loud City. Yeah. That's a L- WLC. And whenever we talked to her, and we've had her on the pod a couple times because we've talked about playing the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh in the bubble, and then we talked about when we got Chris Paul what to expect. And she's always awesome, great high energy chick. Uh, but she's just you know, in the same thing. She's like the, the expectation of this team is is the seller, and they continue to win. So, you know, kudos on them. Don't sleep on this team going into the next game, right?
1: Yeah, it might be a setup game. You never know. It a could setup, be a setup, game. setup game. There you go. That's what
0: it is. Those damn setup games. You know, so <laughs> all right. Well, uh on that note, on that setup game, I think we're both saying the Suns are gonna win. Yes. And sir. and if they lose, you know, I could have had an opportunity to, to gain on him. I'll just sit. Are you gonna lose sleep over this one? I'm just gonna sit around and go. Fuck.
1: You just are, you have the hardest time. It's so funny to watch you. Just I just, I hate losing. Wobble in your chair. I hate wow. losing. I just start spinning in my chair. I'm like, come on, Matthew. It's
0: like, come on. <laughs> what, up? What, up, what, what up, fellas? What up, fellas? What up, and what up? I think on that note, fellas, uh, this is the second podcast in two nights. And we also did a video in between on the YouTube channel. So I think it's time to call it. I think we're at Five that point, really, right? Wow. Five yeah, minutes early. We well, well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. Take the rest of the night off, you know. So um, on that note, thank you again to everybody who decided to spend some time with us after this Suns victory over the Chicago Bulls. We are now 33-14, and the number two team still in the Western Conference. Uh, The Suns are playing fantastic. Interesting type of basketball. We're not blowing teams out like we were earlier in the season, but we're winning the games, and that's what matters. And you know what? Kudos to all the Jamsters in the chat for staying positive outside of talking about DeAndre Ayton, of course, uh, and, and tune into bright side tomorrow. I have a piece coming out on DeAndre Ayton and I pretty much just talk, I, I type everything I said here.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a rerun, but yeah, it's going to be a great read and you can watch our podcast too as well, which yes. uh, very fun to watch.
0: Absolutely. So right. again, thank you Jamsters. If you're watching along live on YouTube, go ahead and hit the thumbs up button and go ahead and subscribe. I'm expected to have some thumbs down buttons because we did get some trolls in here tonight. But you know what? If you got trolls coming to your podcast, then it means you're doing something right. So we appreciate all of you trolls out there. I if was you're watching- listen- oh, Go ahead.
1: The thumbs down thing. I was watching a Joe Rogan clip of this guy talking about his sister that got killed. So people gave him thumbs down on that. So you're going to get thumbs down on everything. It's like, who can see You thumbs made me sad. Stuff? Yeah, that's upsetting. So it's going to happen, but I don't know. I don't bother. It doesn't bother oh, me. Oh, well. wow.
0: Well, that's why we need everybody to go ahead and throw the thumbs up. And, and good night to Code. He's over there in Patterson, New Jersey. I didn't realize you were on the East Coast, brother. Thanks for always tuning into the podcast, man. Yeah, that's say to flex. That's awesome. I yeah, say what up to Flex from Jersey. Uh, but again, on that note, everyone take care. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, do all that fun stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. Follow Matthew on Twitter.
1: Yeah, Matthew, let's see.
0: And follow the show on Twitter at Suns Jam. I'm done talking.
1: I'm tired. All right. Everyone go home and love your family. Peace. <clears throat>